today is Dee Dee Faye. Dee Dee has been a guest on this podcast a couple times. I love it. And is my local expert, <laughs> history expert, oh, no, I expert. should say. No, no. <laughs> uh, enthusiast. Enthusiast. <laughs> Good afternoon, Dee Dee. Good afternoon, Gaylene. How are you? I am just fabulous. This wonderful summer day. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it is gorgeous. So, you know, my favorite little history guru here in the county. <laughs> Uh, and oh my God, I'm a guru. <laughs> You're a guru. So tell For me. you anyway, That's Katie. right. I appreciate it. So let's talk Grand Lake today. Oh, don't we love Grand Lake I so much? No, It's just magical. It Grand is. Lake has always been magical. I think anybody who spends even two minutes there can feel the energy in that little conclave of beauty. Oh, absolutely. Well, Let's talk a little bit about the history of Grand Lake. Okay. Well, <laughs> Grand Lake, interestingly enough, has always attracted people for tourism purposes. Um, immediately when the very first, we'll say, white people or um, European descent people came into Grand Lake, they immediately saw how magical it was. And because of the difficulties of transportation at that time, this is now we're talking the 1870s, it was only the fairly wealthy people from the Denver area mostly that came up and established homes around Grand Lake during the latter part of the 1800s and early part of the 1900s. Grand Lake was actually established in 1879, but it was not incorporated until 1944. And for those who don't know, Grand Lake is the largest natural <laughs> body of water in Colorado which people from other parts of the country just laugh their heads off at that because it's actually a very small lake, about a mile by two miles. Yeah. It's a very small lake compared to other parts of the country. So really, we had Native Americans that were here prior. Oh, yes. Of course, there's always Native people stories that far uh, precede anything with the Europeans discovered. We, the Europeans always thought they were the first, and of course, they never were. The Utes in Arapaho definitely hunted in all through Middle Park, and they very much like the very fertile grounds that were around Grand Lake. So there's a lot of legends and a lot of stories, especially from the Ute tradition, about that lake. It was a very important lake. In their language, actually, it was known as the Red Lake. And we don't know. We've, that's been lost to history about why the, the Ute translation is red. But it could just be the reflection of sunset on the lake. Because to our knowledge, uh, Grand Lake has always been quite blue. Yeah, I don't remember ever seeing it red. Yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. So, well, thank goodness. I don't think that would be a healthy color. No, for a I don't. <laughs> no, no, probably not. <laughs> Is it red sea red? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've never been there. I don't either. <laughs> okay. I got it's off on topic. The list. <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's talk about some things that are unique in Grand Lake, like the Yacht Club. So the Yacht Club is a wonderful tradition. So as I mentioned, it was very much the higher echelon of the uh, Denver 
upper class that came to Grand Lake and built some really beautiful homes around the lake. So naturally, what was one of their favorite things to do? And that would be to sail. And Grand Lake is a very difficult lake to sail on because of the tricky winds with being surrounded by water or by mountains. So the waters get buffeted around by uh, winds quite a bit. So there were some very enthusiastic Denverites that were very interested in getting competitive with each other sailing-wise, and they organized the Grand Lake Yacht Club in the early 1900s. And then their founders were all movers and shakers, uh, senators and politicians down in Denver, and they got connected with Sir Lipton from England who was the founder of the Lipton Tea Company. He was from that family. And he was a very enthusiastic sailor. He actually footed the bill for five American Cup bids in a row, but never won it. But he was very interested in freshwater sailing as well as blue water sailing. So, um, you know, all those uh, wealthy people... uh, and powerful people hang together. Yeah. And so uh, rubbing elbows with Sir Lipton, uh, they eventually said, hey, you know, the Grand Lake Yacht Club is the highest altitude yacht club in the world, in North America, so cool. in America. It's, it's pretty all cool. those things. And so he actually donated a cup to the Grand Lake Yacht Club, which you can still see in their clubhouse, a beautiful silver cup. And they still have the regattas that were started over 100 years ago. Okay, I know you have another story for me. Let's talk about Judge Joseph Westcott. He actually, to our knowledge, was the very first white person who spent a winter in Grand Lake. So he was born in 1838 in Nova Scotia. He grew up in Iowa, but he came to Middle Park right in the middle of the Civil War because he was, his health was very bad. He had a friend in Hot Sulphur Springs and his friend talked him into coming to Colorado to take the fresh air and the thin air, which was considered very good for rheumatism at the time. And so he came to Colorado. He suddenly cleaned up his act, both health-wise and sort of emotionally. He was kind of a wreck when he came to Colorado. And then he ended up buying some land in Hot Sulphur Springs and eventually moving to Grand Lake. And he had built three buildings in Grand Lake. He ended up, his very first winter was a very rough winter. He nearly starved to death, but he made it through. He He bought some plots of land that eventually developed into what is now where parts of the town of Grand Lake are. But one of the things that he left to us is he wrote a poem about the Ute legend of Grand Lake, a very lengthy poem. I was actually going to read it to you, Gaylene. Yes. But I think you would have gotten annoyed with me about five (laughs) minutes on because I couldn't even read it. It just goes on and on and on. But I'll give you the very short version of it. It was that there there were some Ute... There was a Ute tribe group, a hunting group, along with their women and children, camping along the shores of Grand Lake, and they were attacked by their rival tribe of the Arapaho Indians. And a battle ensued, but to keep the women and children safe, they sent them out into the middle of Grand Lake on rafts. And the battle raged on into the afternoon, and as anyone who spends time at Grand Lake knows, we often get 
afternoon thunderstorms and some unruly weather as the day goes on. And that's exactly what happened this day. And those rafts overturned and all the women and children in that group were lost and drowned. And so the legend is that, especially on misty mornings, you can still hear the crying and the sadness of the women and children that were lost in Grand Lake. So it's a very sad story. It is. But um, it's a very touching story. And as a, as we say, we Judge Westcott said that a Ute Indian actually told him that story, and it could be true. Okay. Just like all history. It could, it could be, be true. true. <laughs> Well, Didi, as always, this was fascinating. I appreciate you being here and sharing some Grand Lake stories. You're most welcome. All right. You take care. You too.